Hello, everyone. My name is Peter Baum. And my name is Gabriel Fasoa. And welcome to episode three of What's Indie News, where we will be talking about sustainable development goals of the United Nations. And more specifically, we'll be looking at the education goals that the United Nations laid out. That's right. And this will be the beginning of a short little series on education um, and sustainable development worldwide. So, um, uh, to get started here, let's talk about what SDG is. Um, So, uh, SDG stands for Sustainable Development Goals. It was created in 2015, um, and these are goals for 2030. There are 17 goals and 169 targets among the 17 different goals. Um, And these goals tackle uh, worldwide issues ranging from poverty to hunger, um, education, climate change, gender inequality, water, sanitation, energy, urbanization, environment, and social justice, uh, and health. And uh, um, yeah, so they are goals for the future. And these goals um didn't just come out of nowhere they were they came from um gosh <laughs> all right all right Gabe. let's let's hop in let's hop in the time machine real quick let's go back to a time where you can still buy uh green ketchup and purple ketchup it's uh the bush versus gore was all in the news and they were talking about dimpled chads and um, litigating the election that year. And um, something sort of, uh, well, also, another fun thing, Y2K happened. I can't <laughs> believe that was a thing. But, See, it's um, funny. I thought that you were, that you were like, making a joke at me at first. But I, I see where this is going now. All right. So we are yeah. just before the year 2000. Yeah, well, we, we are in the year 2000. When uh, the UN created the precursor to the the Sustainable Development Goals uh, called the Millennial Development Goals. They wrote them in, I think, September of 2000. And it sort of slipped through the cracks with other news that was happening uh, at the time. And back then, there was actually only eight sustain, or there was only eight Millennial Development Goals, I should say. Um, and education was pretty high on that list. It was actually goal number two, but it was a little bit more narrow than the sustainable development goals. It was actually only uh, focused on primary education. So, uh, and they readjusted in the year 2015, uh, and that's when we actually saw the sustainable development goals come into play. And we've done a pretty good job at primary education um there's still some gaps and i think that's sort of what we're going to be talking about today right we'll hit a little bit on some of the problems and issues a little later but for the most part that's going to be um in the next episode so i guess uh sdg4 which is the sustainable development goal for education uh has been broadened quite a bit um, through the SDG itself and through other declarations, such as the Inchun Declaration that happened 
I want to say in 2016, but uh, hopefully I don't get fact-checked on that. Um, and it has broadened the scope to include issues with um, gender equality in education. And also, it is broadened to include more than just primary education, which I think is super important. In fact, the Intran Declaration says that education should be sort of three things. It should be um, affordable, accessible, and continual, uh, meaning that you should be able to get as much education as you want uh, for rates that reasonably anyone in the population can afford. Um, moving on. Um, let's actually talk about SDG4 and its targets. Um, and I'll go through and I'll actually read all these targets. They're individually each pretty short. Um, and you can interject with anything if you so desire. Um, but all right, so uh, SDG4 has 10 targets encompassing many different aspects of education. There are seven targets which are expected outcomes and three targets which are means of achieving these targets. So the first target is uh, universal primary and secondary education. By 2030, ensure that all girls and boys complete free, equitable, and quality primary and secondary education, leading to relevant and effective learning outcomes. Right, and this is, this is what I was talking about where it has been expanded to include other areas um, beyond just primary education. And uh, there's been some new UN data on this, this point uh, that shows that there's still some work, uh, particularly in low-income areas, uh, to achieve parity between genders, but we have made some serious headway in this, this specific goal. Um, quality is something I want to touch on a little bit later because I'm not sure the data uh, shows that there is both accessible and quality education. Uh, but we'll we'll go through this list first and then sort of come back to it. All right. Uh, target two, early childhood development and universal pre-primary education. By 2030, ensure that all girls and boys have access to quality early childhood development care and pre-primary education so that they are ready for primary education. Yeah, I'm sure anyone with... Uh children back in the States knows that it's not necessarily accessible or uh, available for, for large portions of people and quality uh, for preschools, I guess, uh, really depends on how much you're willing to pay, right? Yeah. And so this is something that's not even standard among quote unquote developed countries. Yeah. Target three Equal access to technical slash vocational and higher education. By 2030, ensure equal access for all women and men to affordable and quality technical, vocational, and tertiary education, including university. Again, this, this is something that we have to sort of address of like, what does it mean to be accessible, which I think we could do an entire podcast on, but... Uh... <laughs> I'll sort of leave sleeping dogs where they lie because I got yelled at that I have to keep this under 30 minutes. <laughs> Target four, relevant skills for decent work. By 2030, substantially increase the number of youth and adults who have relevant skills, including technical and vocational skills for employment, decent jobs, and entrepreneurship. Do we have relevant skills? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Target five. <laughs> Just laugh and move on. <laughs> gender equality and inclusion. By 2030, eliminate gender disparities in education and ensure equal access to all levels of education and vocational training for the vulnerable, including persons with disabilities, indigenous peoples, and children in vulnerable situations. So that's actually going to be one of the ones that we focus on next episode is the vulnerable people. Um, And I actually don't want to hit out too much on the gender. (laughs) I don't want to hit up too much on the gender parity in this because actually um, there was a UN data forum uh, that happened in the Middle East recently. I think it ended uh, late last week, and I haven't had time to go through the, the new data yet. Um, so I don't want to say too much about that and then have someone tweet me and say, hey, guys, you should have really read the new data. Uh, so I'm going to leave that one, <laughs> too. <laughs> All right, so target six, universal youth literacy. By 2030, ensure that all youth and a substantial portion of adults, both men and women, achieve literacy and numeracy. I always loved the numeracy bit. <laughs> I had no idea how they would test that. But uh, literacy has been increasing, but we see like um, low-income countries have significantly lower rates of literacy. Um, and for example, I have some data in front of me that shows like the last time uh, Chad, uh, the country in Africa, not the, the dangly bits from an election ballot, uh, was measured in 2016, they had about a 30% literacy rate uh, for population ages 15 to 24. So low-income countries are still really struggling with this. Yikes, 30%? Yeah. Do you have the data for Mongolia in front of you? I do not, because it wasn't one of the countries that we focused on. Uh, okay. The, the reason why is um, will become clearer a little bit later, probably next episode. Uh, but we selected um, 10 countries to really focus our data search on, um, because those are the 10 countries that have the highest population of refugees. And so that's the topic for next week. Uh, makes sense okay so target seven and uh, the last of the seven outcome targets education for sustainable development and global citizenship by 2030 ensure that all learners acquire the knowledge and skills needed to promote sustainable development including among others through education for sustainable development and sustainable lifestyles human rights gender equality promotion of a culture of peace and nonviolence, global citizenship, and appreciation of cultural diversity and of culture's contribution to sustainable development. <laughs> I, I think we did that. Good job, American and Canadian school systems. Good job. Good on <laughs> Now you're going to get people tweeting angrily at you. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet away, I guess. <laughs> All right. Um, and then... Uh, are three means of implementation. And these are not numbered, but lettered. So A, effective learning environments. B, 
build and upgrade education facilities that are child, disability, and gender sensitive, and provide safe, nonviolent, inclusive, and effective learning environments for all. That is, um, anyone who is in education uh, will tell you that that is one of the hardest things to do, right? Create an inclusive classroom with different skill levels and different abilities of students. It's, it's a difficult thing. And, um, there is a serious lack of um, just teachers in general. And I think um, quality teachers um, are even rarer. So this is, this is something that we actually actively have to work on. And unfortunately it takes like dedicated teachers, I think to, to make a difference. Yeah. That's a, that's a most multifaceted issue where you have to get started in the training you have to train new trainers yeah <laughs> tackle it from the top and the bottom all at once well i suppose the good thing is we are getting better at it classrooms are becoming more engaging i mean back probably even in our parents day classroom was just sort of somewhere where students would sit while the teachers would just lecture at students and we've known through numerous studies that that's not really how people learn. I mean, maybe some people learn that way, but the vast that's majority of students. Well, <laughs> Robo Dave over here has to get his daily download. Uh, anyways, move on to B. B, B, B. <laughs> okay. Uh, B, scholarships. By 2020, substantially expand globally the number of scholarships available to developing countries, in particular, least developed countries, small island developing states and African countries, for enrollment in higher education, including vocational training and information and communications technology, technical, engineering, and scientific programs in developed countries and other developing countries. Oh, I guess the good news on this one is... Uh... There is gobs of money just floating around in education. I think the IMF just opened up a new funding window for this specific thing after the data forum that just happened. I want to say Dubai or Abu Dhabi. And um, yeah, so there's there's money abounding. But the question is, um, how do we use that money? Education is not something that you can just sort of throw money at and hope it gets better. It needs to be a little bit more targeted, I guess. Yeah, um, that's a difficult one, especially um, in uh, in countries, in areas where there is a lot of government corruption, throwing money at things is fairly ineffective because that money does not usually end up where it might necessarily be meant to. Right. And unfortunately, those are a lot of the countries that need this money, need these these trainings, uh, and need the facilities that this money can create. But uh, I guess move on to C, and then we can hit up some of the troubles we're having with SDG4. You sound so excited to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I will tease you no longer. C, teachers and educators. By 2030, substantially increase the supply of qualified teachers, including through international cooperation for teacher training in developing countries, especially least developed countries and small island developing states. So that's funny because that's 
like that's our job <laughs> yeah yeah and uh that's like i said earlier that is one of the key things as you look at some of the student to teacher ratios in some of these countries that need it most and it is abysmal um for example i think one of the countries that i looked at uh was the democratic republic of congo i want to say and they had over 100 students for every teacher at the primary level and that's that's not teaching anymore that's crowd control that's uh... <laughs> yeah i have trouble with just have one class that's like 30 kids instead of my normal classes are between like 10 and 20 and the 130 is like too much for me so <laughs> Yeah, I remember I had to teach a, a class of about 30 first and second graders, and that's, like I said, no. it's, it's not teaching, it's, it's, it's crowd control, it's just, how can I maintain classroom decorum? Yikes. All right, so, moving on, uh, problems with SDG4. So, um, I think one of the most interesting problems that I've been reading about um, from the data forum is just simply we don't have data on this problem. We, uh, my friend Stan has been helping us research for this show, and we had a we just chose ten countries to look deep into um, because there'll be relevant next show, and we had the hardest time just finding like literacy rates for all ten countries. So I think. Um, that's one of the first things that we need to work on is just simply knowing where we can make improvements and doing the research so we can make targeted policies instead of just, like I said earlier, throwing money at the problem and hoping it goes away. So what do you think is the biggest obstacle to getting that data in the first place? Well, I'm thinking that it's probably something along the lines of... Um, rural populations are hard to survey. Um, there's just so many logistical obstacles going into, uh, for example, um, uh, Ethiopia has no data on their literacy rates for the past, uh, what's that, like five years from, the, from UNESCO is where we were trying to get our data from. And I'm thinking that it's just there's a lot of rural population there um, that it's very difficult to reach and it's very difficult to um, figure out a way to accurately test those populations. Um, but I think we are on the cusp of solving this problem, particularly from the data forum. There was a whole bunch of really cool presentations on how we could actually use both modern technology and just local people groups to uh, gather data for seeing whether or not we're actually meeting these targets. Okay. So um, what, uh, what else do you think is a, a problem? Do you have any, any problems? Do I have any problems? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> Did you find any problems? SDG four, I should say. Um, uh, problems for SDG four. Okay, well, there was the the 
progress of goal four in 2018 page that you sent me. Um, let's look at this, uh, the, the actual progress of goal four in 2018. Um, and just a, this little tidbit that uh, is on the UN website. So I'll just go through and read this, actually. It's not very long. Um, progress of Goal 4 in 2018. More than half of children and adolescents worldwide are not meeting minimum proficiency standards in reading and mathematics. Refocused efforts are needed to improve the quality of education. Disparities in education along the lines of gender, urban, rural location, and other dimensions still run deep, and more investments in education infrastructure are required, particularly in LDCs. Yeah. So those are those are pretty interesting topics. Um, quality is something that I've been really, really trying to dig into, and like how we can tell whether or not education is quality beyond just literacy and numeracy rates. And um, unfortunately, we we see a stark decrease in out of school students. Um, I think globally, we've passed the ninety percent threshold where. Um, we only have like less than 10% of students out of school. I forget the exact number, but we don't see the same rates correlate with literacy or numeracy rates where the, the number is closer to, I want to say 75% um, at reading at level for their age or um, have the proper numeracy rates. And so I think that is a like a, a telling sign that we aren't where we should be for quality of education. Right. That's, um, I guess a smoking gun as it were, as they say in the statistics world. Is that what they say? So, yes. um, <laughs> so, uh, the, the question I guess becomes what can we do about that? Right. And, um, uh, you look at some of the data, well, I haven't necessarily shared some of the data with you because I don't want you to know until next week, but some of, some of the data for like school environment is pretty, pretty abysmal, um, where you have things like uh, six students for every textbook, and um, you have schools without access to drinking water or electricity. Um, one of the numbers I found for the Democratic uh, Republic of Congo was only 9% of schools have electricity, which how are you supposed to foster um, an appropriate learning environment when you have six students sharing a book and when you have, um, you don't even have electricity to keep the lights on and students aren't able to get clean drinking water you have to meet like the base needs of your student body before you can even think about really educating these students. I recall back uh, in my last years of uh, college, I attended a lecture on uh, a, uh, a Brazilian, what's the word? Pedagogist? Sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, Pedagogue, I don't know. Um, <laughs> anyways, pedagogy is a study. This man was involved in it. Um, his name was Paulo Freire, and he um, 
was very involved in um, in education philosophies for um, poor communities. Um, and w- one of the the biggest issues in that environment is just the issue of of hunger and when we were talking about clean drinking water and making sure that the student body is able to be well served that got me uh, reminded of that um like when when students are hungry what they're thinking about is food is just their basic need if that need isn't being met then the the quality of education no matter how um, how good the environment is otherwise or how good the teachers might be if that need isn't being met then students just can't learn right i i guess that's something uh i remember from some of the education classes that i took was you have the the pyramid of needs and until you meet the needs of the students there's there's no way you can educate them and um th- this kind of touches on one of the things I was reading about when I was looking at SDG, uh, the Sustainable Development Goals as a whole, um, whereas the the Millennium Development Goals, the eight of them, um, were fairly straightforward. The uh, Sustainable Development Goals, one of the one of the philosophies surrounding their conception was that they're all interconnected. So. Um, tackling the global issue of poverty and hunger is equally related to tackling the global issues of education and um, so on and so forth. Yeah, that's that's an idea that I absolutely love. That like we have these these big global problems. We have the AIDS epidemic. We have. Uh, climate change and all of these big global problems that everybody um, will be facing, uh, particularly in our generation and onwards. And I do think that education is one of the ways that we should be fighting this. Um, and you see the the higher education rates correlate um, to lower age transmission and um, other things that are stark reminders that educated uh, a global educated population. Uh, I don't know if that's a popular a global population that is educated. I guess I should say um, is one that will potentially be better suited to solve these big global issues. One of the last things, um, one of the last big problems. Uh, for uh, the sustainable development goal number four is um, migrating populations, which is something that has been really pronounced on the global stage. Um, You have a refugee crisis happening in Europe from the Syrian civil war. You have uh, huge refugee populations in Africa. You have... um, people migrating across South America uh, to hopefully find better places for their families to live um, 
and we're going to keep seeing these these global migrations as climate change starts to take hold and crops start to fail and people need to relocate to more um, hospitable locations. And um, as global conflict increases, we're, we're also going to see more migration. And so this is a problem we have to tackle is, is how do we educate these, these migratory populations? And that will be our topic for next week's episode. Or two weeks episode. Two weeks from now? The We're next bi- episode. Yeah. <laughs> We're bi-weekly, whatever that means. Is is that twice a week or is that every other week? Who knows? Twice a week, every other week. Uh, <laughs> that's a lot of research. <laughs> I don't know if Stan and I can keep up with that. Yeah, no. Um, so, yeah, okay. Um the contents of this podcast are ours personally and do not reflect any position of the U.S. government or the Peace Corps.